I began my game of Skate. Welcome to the Finger Space Podcast, a weekly show where we will dive deep into the history, stories, and controversies surrounding the fingerboarding community. Hey, what is up, everybody? We are coming back to you today with another episode of the Finger Space Podcast. Today, we are joined by Sin Fingerboards, aka Seth. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Just uh, just chilling on a Friday. How did you get into fingerboarding? What, what was your experience in getting into the scene? Okay, so I remember like when I moved to I I moved a lot. Dow was in the military, and they split and all that stuff. So like I ended up in Ohio when I was 14 and met my best friend Nick, and he had like you know Gibson SG and like ACDC posters, you know, and and skateboards all over. He's a he was a sponsored skateboarder at the age of like 15. Wow. And he, he had a crap ton of tech decks. And like they weren't like anything to go crazy about, but like you know they're a nostalgia factor for sure. And I remember like seeing them, and I was like, and I've seen them before, but like you know like I didn't like have any like of my own. So he just kind of gave me a couple. And since I was already skateboarding, I was like, huh, how can I make these better? And uh, that's kind of when the gear started turning. Tech decks, like when I had one of my own, was 2007. But I started getting more into fingerboarding around 2008 when I had a buddy named J- Jacob Hiller. I don't know if he's known anymore. Like I don't know. I was kind of sheltered from the fingerboard community. I kind of just was that you know, a lone kid just fingerboarding in my basement, you know, and I had my little skate park that I made out of a bar. So it's like, it was colossally huge. And I just practiced with it like every day. And uh, I'm on Xbox Live playing skate. I don't know if you remember the game Skate from 2008. He was on there and we talked one thing about, you know, fingerboarding. I was like, oh yeah, I've been getting into that. And like, uh, yeah, I could I could do some tricks. And he's like, oh yeah. So we had like a like a web call and I, I beat him in a game of Skate. And apparently like, I, I didn't know like what I was up against, right? Like I just kind of showed up and uh he was like hey man would you like a spot on tribute fingerboards and i was like sure i was super stoked at my first sponsor a year after finger like actually trying to learn fingerboarding well, so, that, that is a pretty impressive feat to get sponsored only after a year and so this would have been 2009 yes i started fingerboarding in 2010 so we're not that far apart but the scene definitely drastically changed once we hit like mm-hmm. 2010 and and the youtube era is like what i like to call it topping finger skate selective uh, vicious 274 i individuals like that sort of uh, 2000 nine to 2014 yeah so you know what's funny is i actually didn't really get into all that like i'm the most like outside fingerboarder like i'm not trying to make like a cool title like i mean i, I actually kind of wish i knew more but like most of my exposure to professional fingerboarding was like flat face you know because mike be posting stuff all the time like he makes it feels like he makes a new video like every day with some quirky title and some weird music you know what i mean yeah and, and, and to uh, this day yeah to this day and uh i always find it funny though with, like fingerboarding footage is kind of odd because like it goes so fast sometimes that it's almost like default. You have to play in slow motion just to make it look good, you know, like so you can actually process what just happened. I try to avoid doing that though, because like you don't want to slow mo everything. That's just like a skateboarding no no. So I try to make it look good on film and hopefully I don't need to slow mo everything, but you know. Did you have any outside exposure besides uh, what you were already doing? Or did you just kind of just fingerboard to yourself, to your team, and, and keep it that way? I was pretty low key about it. Um, at 2012 and after, like, not to like go too long into it, but I got in this relationship that was really unstable and I just moved from like place to place. So I probably could have said goodbye to Tribute at that point because I just wasn't filming or doing anything. So like it just kind of didn't go anywhere. But I was being sent decks though. 2015 when I finally moved back to like my mom's house, but it wasn't my mom living there. It was just like me and I was just paying her mortgage. And that's why I started like focusing on fingerboarding again because I finally had my own place to kind of like settle down. And, and then when I came back, it's funny, like back in 2015, I don't know if you heard of Prowood. Of course, one of my favorite fingerboarding companies to this day. I, I wish to really? Yeah. So Prowood's a local company around here. Like they used to sell their stuff at Ollie Skate Park, which is down the street from us. Well, it was down the street. It's, it's now closed. I, I guess they couldn't keep the business up and running, sadly enough. But they were selling Prowood fingerboards there all the time. They're not like my today's favorite because like at the time they were only selling like 29 millimeter with like, even though like we already went well into 34, 33.6 or whatever, they're still choosing to sell 29s at the skate shop. So like 
I'd buy them, like not knowing any better. I didn't even know what size they were. I just kind of just relearned on that. And then Broken Knuckle was my next gateway to get in wider decks again. You know, I started with a 30 and then got a 32 and then progressed to a 34. And then before I even had a pair of BRTs, I actually bought a pair of Dynamics first. 2017. Okay, so this is getting yeah. after, after. Okay. Yeah, this is, uh, so 2015 and 2017, I was writing like the tech deck, blocky, like, I think everyone wants to forget about them. Tech deck trucks, you know, that had like unstable axles and yeah. you know, no real. Yeah, the boxing you know, trucks. Uh, but I rode those. I, I, I rocked the shit out. Actually, I will say I did have some shaped trucks. Like I must have kept like a box of old fingerboard stuff. Cause like I were being sent like a bunch of like a, like extra wide trucks from no comply. Dude, no comply is my shit. Like it may not be like a BRT or dynamic thing, but like no comply makes some great fucking decks. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, Todd of, course. For, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No comply. Like, I had to rewind for a second back in 2008, 2009. Like, you know, that's my, that's the pinnacle of my, you know, learning where I was getting like really consistent and flat ground. I don't even think I was good now as I was then, you know, like I'm still trying to like figure out myself on these, you know, bigger setups and urethane wheels and whatever, because I learned everything on like plastic wheels and shitty trucks and this weird 33.5 board that my, my manager made me because like, I just wanted the widest deck humanly possible. And at the time, like no one had made anything bigger than a 33. No, you know what? It came up to a 34.5. I do remember that now. He's like, yeah, I, actually I just gauged it. It's a 34.5. He's like, do you really want that? I was like, sure. So I had this really goofy ass like 34.5 board on like 29 trucks, you know, with plastic wheels with bearings. And that's how I learned everything. But it was super smooth. It felt like, you know, like it felt like it, how I felt it should at the time. But little little did I know that your thing would be a thing later. So I'm actually yet to try out uh, lab wheels from no, I think those might be a thing, but I don't know when. I don't know if I am supposed to mention it or if he's announced it. But yeah, he's working on some urethane wheels. Okay, well, well now we know. Well, that, I look forward to that when that when that comes to be. So how did the evolution of your brand and, and Sin come, come to be about? Originally, Sin, just a couple things to, for contextual purposes, is that uh, Sin was a name of a thing, like an entity I made for Skate, because it was like my media sort of film editing sort of thing. Like, it didn't really mean anything. It wasn't an actual business. It was just like a name I went under for like making uh, videos on Skate. Hmm. Like a username. Kind of, yeah. Like it was called Sin Film. So like whenever I made like a full-length video from any of my teams on Skate, because teams were a thing on Skate, I'm not gonna go too deep into that, but I own actually a couple of big brands on Skater XL. Once they're on the mod browser, actually. So if anyone plays that game, uh, if you see Illusion Skateboards or Asylum Clothing, like not to be that shameless plug, but that's where that's where it came from as me and my and my team, of course. Nice. So Sin was a kind of from that era of things. It was just kind of like an envelope for like all the editing I was doing. I kept that name and the logo, and I redesigned it in like 2017. Obviously, when I started the brand, and I went through and just kind of refined it. You know, made it look a little, little crispier. You know, because my first made was on like Microsoft Paint. This time was still on Microsoft Paint, but a little better. <laughs> and then I used like a background eraser just to get rid of the. That's why it's not symmetrical. I actually like that though because it like represents an actual eye. Like your eyes aren't like your eyelids and the curves in your eyes are not symmetrical. You know, so why is your eye logo going to be perfectly symmetrical? You know what I mean? So I just kind of kept it that way. Like I could have redesigned it like now when I was relaunching. But I was like, nah, I mean, I could do that. It'd be very easy to do. Not going to do it. But no, 2017, I decided to take the name Sin. I was like, I can't, I can't die with, with this name. Like this name's not going to die. So I decided, I decided to launch the brand with that logo and name. Now the thing was, I had no idea that this was going to become what it was. Like no idea. It started with me having like no deck making experience, nothing. And I just kind of went for it. And uh, I made like 10 decks and hoped that people would get them. So like, and there's none of those decks sold at all. And I started making a team and all those decks pretty much went to the team and maybe a couple people, like how people that ended up buying them after all. And after that first set, I wasn't satisfied with them. Like they're okay, but you know, like you make mistakes on your first run, right? Of course. I just actually decided to start talking to people who made decks like, you know, Jacob and other, other brands of which I will not name. But I started talking and getting some advice through them. So after doing some mods and tweaks and know where to get the veneers and whatever, 
I decided to kind of reformulate how I rate my decks, and that became Sin 2G, which is the thing everyone exploded for, like late 2017, early 2018. During this time, the first guy I ever picked on the team, his name was Fernando Solano Montero, I think. It's a long Spanish name. He was a super talented fingerboarder. I don't even know how he did it. Like, he did it on, like, bearingless plastic wheels with, like, shitty trucks. And I was like, dude, you cannot do this. Like, he filmed me, sent me a bunch of stuff he filmed. It was fucking fire. Like, it was, like, nolly flip, like, no slide, like, 270 nolly flip out, like... Just like with utter steez and with the iPhone slow-mo. And I was like, dude, you're going to fucking kill everyone in the industry if you keep doing this. He gave me like the note. Like, so he taught me how to Instagram and I in turn gave him boards and like wheels and stuff. Like I gave him like a shit ton of stuff. Like I gave him, like I didn't just give him decks. Like I was just like, dude, you're not going with that setup. So I gave him some like black rivers and some, some oaks and, you know, just kind of like, you know, give him the actual experience, you know? But due to some creative differences there, we kind of parted ways from from that. But he did teach me like how to like follow people, you know, like when you follow people, they naturally kind of follow you back. So you just kind of yeah. want to keep following people to to get more followers. And this really paid off because I went from having a hundred people in 2017 to I think about like three or four thousand by the time like the holiday ended, like beginning next year. The, our popularity was just like going off the charts, charts, and I had several people on my team. Not to make it sound all good, because it, it was a pretty surreal experience. Like I never thought I'd ever reach that sort of popularity, oh. right? But and I don't know if popularity is the right word because there's brands that have like 40,000 followers. But just the fact that we were getting our name out was like really cool. And I kind of want to be more of an art project than like a fingerboard brand. Like I wanted to kind of have the same vein as skateboarding where like, I don't know why, but it really weirds me out when people have like wood in their name. It doesn't, not that it makes it wrong. It's just not my style. Like people who have like, you know, yellow wood, red wood or something wood, you know, like, what, you know, or dead wood or whatever. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with that trope. But like, I just wanted to be something that represented more skateboarding to fingerboarding, like translate into fingerboarding, if that makes sense. So that's why my graphics look the way they do and why the the logo and the naming conventions and all that look the way they do is because I'm, I'm kind of taking a part of what I like from skateboarding and putting it into fingerboarding. So like my graphics are a little less cartoony, they're a little more like artsy and uh, it just has a different touch. And I just kind of wanted to bring my vision of it to fingerboarding amongst other things, but I'm sure we can get more into that later. Yeah, so it's your, it's your uh, artistic expression. Right, right. And and I don't know if I mentioned, but like Sin also is uh, Norwegian for vision. And I have my half my family is technically of like Nordic or Norwegian, you know, heritage. So I wanted to kind of that name Sin, which is kind of like a play on words. People are like, oh, like Sin, like Sinful. Ha, ha. No, like, no, it actually means something. So it, it means vision in, in Norwegian. And to me, Sin Fingerboards is me bringing my vision to fingerboarding. I mean, that's a beautiful way to put it. I like that. And the familial, the familial ties. So as I'm looking at your Instagram, Right now, I see that you're saying that you're relaunching early 2021. Correct. So, uh, what's uh, the dealio with that? So right now, I'm just kind of uh, wor wor working out the kinks of like the heat transferring. Like I know I can do it. I'm just kind of doing the heat transferring on the decks. Um, the decks have just been shaped. I'll show all that stuff in a little while. You know when the time is due for the Instagram. As as you see, I've been putting pretty prompt updates on Instagram. So you know, let's be fret. They will be there. And uh, what I want to do is I want to get a couple decks to test out myself, like for like a little bit, like maybe like for like a week or so, just to make sure like the application of the, you know, the decks and all that stuff, like, you know, make sure like it's all like quality checked and all the packaging is done just so. That's another thing too I'm waiting on is I'm also waiting on packaging because I, uh, before I used to just kind of like get a plastic bag and just shove them in there and staple it, you know, and throw it in the mail. But this time I think I'm going a little more professional route. So uh, funny enough, I ended up getting custom printed bookmarks which are exactly the same size as the bags that I ordered, except they're like longer, they're longer by one inch. So the logo will be on top, like above the bag. And that's going to have like a kind of like a poem behind the bag. Like when you go to open it, like when you remove the products, you'll see that there's actually like a, a poem that I have printed on the back of the packaging. And of course on the back, it's more about the brand and stuff like that. So it's that's, actually gonna be like a full packaged experience. That's really, really cool. Actually, that's a, that's a wonderful idea. And I now, along with all of your followers are really excited and looking forward to seeing that. 
Um, I hate to cut it short, but our time actually is coming up, Seth. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for filling us or filling me in on the history of your company. And we are really looking forward to seeing what you're going to be putting out here in the future. Yeah. One thing that we really like asking our guests is, um, especially because you started um, years ago, what's one thing that you really see that has shifted in the scene from when you started and in today's era? I want to say like a, a lot more, there's a lot more U.S. territory now, like it's, it felt like if you really needed to get anything that was like premium, you'd have to like go just like flat face or like maybe like another store. And that's kind of what you're stuck with. But it seems like slowly there's more US based companies. And not that I have anything wrong with international companies, but you know, like the logistics of like shipping and you know, just the pricing of shipping, like it just makes more sense if more of those premium products are brought to the States. Give yourself a little plug so everybody listening knows where to find you. Send Fingerboards is the Instagram S Y N F I N G E R B O R D S. Just spell S Y N Fingerboards. That's probably the easiest way to do it. And then my website, spelled the same way, synfingerboards.com. All right, everybody, you heard it here. Send Fingerboards on Instagram and sinfingerboards.com. Make sure you check out his Instagram. Give him a follow. Check out the website. Seth, thank you so much for coming on to the show, and we'll talk to you later. All right, thank you so much for having me. I hope you right, enjoyed man. this episode of the Fingerspace podcast. Thanks for skating by, and don't forget to nosebonk that subscribe button and dark slide on over to our Discord server. This episode was produced by Fingerspace Co. and hosted by Nostalgia FB. Big thanks to all guests and listeners.